Welcome in. You're listening to Break the Box Podcast with your girl, Kalina Holly. Whatever you're doing, take some time, relax, come kick it with me because we're about to have some real talk outside the lines. Hey, everybody. We are back. I'm your girl, Kalina. I'm so excited that you took some time just to come hang out with me. I hope this space has either brought you some encouragement or hope or maybe just some truth. Each week, we're going to continue to break some boxes together. I'm loving this, just being able to have a platform to just speak from my heart. And I'm so glad that it's connecting with so many of you. And so today, we're going to jump into another fun topic. And I just hope that it will open your mind, help you to see things from a different way, and hopefully bring you just some good direction for your future. So I want to jump into this today. You know, we've talked a lot about, you know, God created sex and where we have to have boundaries and how we're not supposed to get anything or open doors like pornography. But I also kind of want to back things up and really kind of talk a little bit about dating relationships. You know, we in this world, there's a lot of people who date and dating is definitely a great space to be able to get to know someone. It's the space where you find out what people are like on their good, bad and ugly days. Um, that's usually the the very precursor, right, to even eventually getting married. Now, Every person you date, you are not going to marry. I know, I remember being younger and someone saying that, like, you should never date someone unless you think you could marry them. And I'm like, I was in like junior high and I was like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> like, I'm not going to date someone in junior high and probably marry them. So then you're basically telling me I can't date at all. I don't agree with that statement. I think that you should always consider who you're dating, that they could be the type of person that you would marry in the sense of like, they have similar values and they have similar belief systems, but not every person that you date are you going to marry. Sometimes you are getting to know someone and sometimes there's just, especially if you're younger, there's that space of trying to figure out, you know, who you're interested in, who you do like, what personalities would work with your personality. And so that's a very normal process. Now, as you get older, there does come into this side where you begin to think, okay, if I'm going to be investing into somebody in a dating relationship, then is this somebody that I could eventually see myself marrying? Those are real conversations you're going to have as you get older, because you get to a space where you're not just trying to date someone to just have a boyfriend or a girlfriend because you're in junior high or high school. You become really more aware of your future and what you're looking for. And so then it becomes more of this serious thought. Okay, is this somebody that I could see myself down the road as a maybe even being somebody that I could marry? And those are important things to think. And so when you get into those spaces and you're trying to figure out who's worth your time, because really dating is also about who's worth your time. This is not just a thing you have to do to do. Like you do not have to be like everybody else. I'm going to say this. You do not have to just do the dating thing because everyone else does. If it feels right for you and you want to be able to, you know, have that experience, let's say you're younger and you kind of would like to be able to go, you know, have a date or get to know someone. Those things are very normal. I had boyfriends even when I was younger. Now, granted, my parents had a lot of roles. So, you know, my boyfriends were like at school and like we went on like dates where it was basically like 20 different groups with like an adult chaperone. Um, and I went to some dances together, but you know, it was still a dating experience. Um, it's okay to want to have those. That's very normal to have that desire. There just needs to be safety in it because today a lot of people think that dating is just very, you know, maybe it's just juvenile. It's just something like, you know, the kids do. Uh, the truth is, is that people act very adulty, even in junior high and high school today. Like I've heard people in dating relationships and I'm like, you guys are doing what? And you guys are going where? What's happening? Like it's really elevated. So you do have to be very careful, right? Maybe back when I was even in junior high and high school, it was like kind of a safer space to learn and kind of explore those things. I will say today, um, it's gotten to a whole different level and their expectations are so much higher that you do really have to protect yourself in that. That being said, it doesn't mean you you can't have anything, right? Like it doesn't mean you can't ever go on a date with somebody or have it in a group setting or be in a space where it is safe, but you're still getting to know how to build those relationships. I think that's a part, a part of a natural progression for someone. 
But as you get older, then you really start to think, okay, I'm investing my time into someone and I'm getting to know them because there's the thought of I could eventually end up with them or they could be someone that maybe I could see myself with. And so when you get to that space, you got to ask a couple of things. One, you got to know who you are. Let me tell you right now, if you struggle with insecurity, which I did for years, like insecurity was one of the biggest things I struggled with. Um, Nobody knew on the outside, but on the inside, I wasn't happy with myself. I didn't feel pretty enough. I didn't feel like I looked good enough. I was constantly feeling like, uh, man, I wish I could be better. I could be like this person. I struggled severely with insecurity for years. And so if you're in that space, it's a wrong place to date. Because when you don't know who you are, you're going to settle for somebody who is not good for you, not the right fit. Um, you'll take the wrong person who gives you the the right attention, right? Let's say I have an insecurity and I'm not feeling pretty. And someone walks up to me and goes, but you're gorgeous. And you're like, oh my gosh. And it feeds that little insecurity. It's not really because that person's a right fit for you. It's now because they're feeding something that you're operating in a deficit, which means like you're not, your tank isn't full in that area. And so they're feeding that part of it. You need to be able to at least know who you are. Now, everybody's struggles with a little bit of insecurity. The truth is, is that at the end of the day, we all have things that maybe we want to fix or gosh, sometimes we don't feel super confident in, but you cannot be at a space where you're really not happy with yourself. Let's say you hate yourself or you hate your body or you hate the way you look or you're constantly comparing. If you're in that space, you got to work on you first. Like that first relationship that you have needs to be with learning how to love yourself and finding yourself in Jesus. Because if you let somebody else fill that gap, you're going to end up with the wrong person and it's not going to be healthy for you. But once you begin to discover, okay, this is who I am and all my curves and all my edges, and all my colors and all my, you know, whatever your hair is or whatever, like when you learn to own who you are, then you can begin to go, okay, what is somebody that I could see myself spending time with and investing into? But you see it as who's worth even my time, not just who's going to show me attention. I mean, if I picked if I said yes to every person who showed me attention, I would have 50,000 million boyfriends and they would all probably be a hot mess, right? There's always going to be people who, you know, catch your eye or, or that they, you've caught their eye and they're going to show you attention. You can't just jump at someone who shows you attention. You have to ask yourself, is this person someone of value that's worth me investing into? So I want to kind of back up here. I'm not going to get over churchy on y'all, but in 2 Corinthians, there is this scripture, I believe it's 6, 14, that talks about when you're going to invest into a relationship. And it really, it's kind of, it's in, um, even in regular relationships, but also in, in the context of marriage, it says that you need to be equally yoked. And that's like a really big word. But basically what it's saying is, you know, a yoke is something that would be put back in the day over two animals so that they could carry heavier weights together and that when it pulled, it was connected so they would pull as one. And you had to be careful that both animals were of similar height and stature and weight and strength so that when they pulled, they were actually pulling together and not one was weaker and pulling the other and vice versa, but they kind of pulled as a team and they could accomplish more together. Well, all that saying is when you date somebody with the intent of, okay, I'm at that place where now I'm thinking, okay, could this be someone I could marry? You need to ask yourself, does that person have similar core values? Does that person have similar beliefs? Do they think the same things that I do? Are we on the same page on things? Why? Because if you're not, you're going to be pulling in two different directions. And marriage is kind of like that yoke. It's kind of like this harness that doesn't trap you, don't be scared, but it goes over both of you so that you can go at things. Basically, it was made so you could go at life together stronger. But if one person's constantly going in an opposite direction, you're going to be miserable. And so it's basically just saying when you go to 
connect yourself with someone in dating, ask yourself, does this person believe the same things that I believe? Does this person think the way, maybe we're not always going to agree on everything, but like on the things that are really important, do they have those same values and perspectives? You have to have those conversations. We, I've seen so many people go on dates and talk and have conversations. But then when I ask them later, you know, oh, how was your date? Oh, it was great. We were, I really like this person. Okay. What do you like about them? Like, what do they do for a living or what, what kind of job do they have or do they drive or hey, what do they believe in? And they'll go, oh, I'm like, I'm not really sure about all of those things yet. We didn't really get there. I'm like, well, what did you talk about? <laughs> you know, now again, I'm not saying on your first date, you need to like go into like all the details, like what was your credit score and like what's the worst sin you've ever committed? And, like you don't need to go crazy, but we also need to be honest and upfront. I know I talked about that before. Putting yourself out there out the gate is okay, especially in your place, in your in that place. I'm not just talking about when you're younger and you're just starting to date, but if you're getting to that place where you're now pursuing somebody or thinking, am I even with somebody that could eventually be someone I could see myself marrying? You got to have those hard conversations. You know, what are the things that are important to you? What are the beliefs that you believe in at the end of the day? What are the things you see for your future? If you don't have those honest conversations, you're going to spend all this time investing into somebody who then at the end of the of the day, you know, months later, you're going to go, oh, we're not really on the same page. So we broke up or it didn't really work out. Now you've wasted all this time that you could have just known out the gate from the beginning, hey, we're not on the same page. Again, some things are going to take time. When you date someone, it's a getting to know you experience. You know, everybody, let's just keep this real for a minute. Everybody puts their best side out in the beginning. If you're dating someone, those first couple months should be great because that's usually when everyone's like putting on their best face and making sure the deodorant is at the right level and they're always got cologne or perfume on and they always have chapstick and they're like, you know, always together. Then as things go, people get more comfortable. They let their hair down more. You might get to see them on a grouchy day. You might get to see them, you know, a little more natural or maybe they're not all put together. That, that takes time, right? But there are still conversations that you need to have out the gate. You know, if you're really younger, maybe just some of those conversations are like this. What do you believe in and why? You know, um, simple things. How important is education to you? Do you see yourself down the road going to college? Do you um, see yourself having a family one day? Those are just real conversations. See if those things align with you. If you're a little bit older, those conversations might get more specific. You know, um, are you financially stable or do you have a job? Like, are you in a bunch of debt? You know, what does your credit score look like? Do you see yourself having kids one day? Um, if we, if we're going to go pursue things together, like say, let's say if you're a believer, if I'm a Christian, like, are you someone that sees yourself going to church every Sunday? You got to talk about those things. Because if you don't, you're just either making an assumption or you're hoping that one day those conversations will come up and then you find out down the road, maybe they're not on that same page as you. And then you spent all this time with somebody that now is not aligned with you and it's not going to be worth your time. And that's basically just wasting your time. And so you have to begin to ask yourself, this is what I would recommend. Find like your top five things that are non-negotiables. It has to be this, 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 or this. It's usually like your belief system, something that you see for your future, um, a couple red flags that you're like, absolutely not. And then you decide what those things are. Now, don't go crazy and do this the list. I mean, I, I love you. If you do the list, I'm gonna pray for you. No, just kidding. Um, you know, when I was younger, everybody did the list, like write out all the list of what you want in your future spouse. And it would be like two pages and like 78 things later. Nobody's gonna have 78 things. Like no one's gonna have everything on your list. That's, that's a little intense, right? But if you're realistic and you go, 
like for me, right? Let's just keep it real. This is, these would be like five things for me. Um, one would have to be absolutely sold out to Jesus. Like not just, you know, Jesus and you go to church on Sunday, like absolutely sold out to Jesus. And I know you have a relationship. Another one would be that you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit because I not only love um, who the Holy Spirit is, but I flow in those gifts in ministry. And so I want someone who's on that same page has to be somebody who wants kids in a family because that is not negotiable for me. I need somebody who wants to pursue that has to love animals. My dogs are my current hairy kids. If you don't like dogs, you out, buddy. And then the last one would be somebody who's just down to earth and real and knows how to laugh and have fun. I'm not going to live my whole life with something that someone that is super boring and dry and doesn't know how to have a good time. So for me, there's probably more I can think of, but for me, right off the top of my head, those are like five for me that are like an absolute solid. Like that has to be a must. We have to align on those things. Otherwise, it's not even worth the conversation. It's not even worth going out to eat. It's not even worth having the dinner. I don't care how hot you are. It does not matter. If we're not aligning on those things, it's literally a waste of your time and you're wasting their time. You know, let's talk about that for a minute. How many of us, because we're attracted to someone, we go out or we spend time with someone or we just even like the feeling of being with someone. So we invest this time and we know they're not the right person for us. I talk to people all the time about that. Why are you with this person? I don't know. Just right now it feels good and it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Like, yeah, but you're also wasting their time and leading them on. And you already know that's not the right person. People have told me so many times, I know I'm not going to be with this person. It's just for a minute, but that's actually really sad because you're, you're misusing that person's time and you're making them think you're really into them and you're really just using them for a convenience right now. But again, it goes back to Where's your security? Do you know who you are? You do not have to be with someone to be happy. You do not have to be in a relationship to have value. The world will tell you that. You know, you got to constantly have a boyfriend or girlfriend, or you got to constantly have someone on your side so that it looks like you're worth, you know, value and that people can see you. That's crap. Like you can be you all on your own. You can do stuff all all by yourself, even independently. And there's actually going to be some strength that grows when you can learn to stand on your own. If you're one of those people that constantly has to be with someone to be happy, you need to take a break and figure out how to stand on your own because you will never be happy if you let somebody else decide whether or not you have joy and you have happiness or not. That's way too much pressure on somebody else that you need to find in yourself. But when you're ready and you know that that person's a person that you want to invest in, have those conversations. Be honest. These are things that are important to me. These are things that I want. Don't just hope one day they're going to change. Most people will make some changes, but not a whole lot of them. And you don't want to be with somebody who is just mediocre for you, right? Everybody's exceptional. I think people are exceptional all in their own way. But there might be someone who's mediocre for you, but you also don't want to settle for that when really God wants you to be fulfilled. Marriage one day is supposed to not be perfect. No person's ever going to, again, the list. No one's going to have all the things on the list, but they should have those core things and it should bring joy to you. That person should add to your life. That person should make you a better person at the end of the day. Yes, it's going to be work. Yes, you're still going to have to to put effort into it, but it shouldn't be something where you're like, eh, just is whatever. It's what I settled for. No, be be better than that. Choose someone who's going to be good for you and, and push you to be even a better version of yourself. But again, find those things that are important to you. If you need to write them down, write them down and decide. I'm not going to connect myself with someone that does not align with me on these things because it's not worth it. It's okay to wait for that right person. It's okay to have standards. It's not being a perfectionist. It's just saying these are things that are non-negotiables that I have to have in that relationship for me to even pursue it. And when you start a relationship that way, you're going to see some better, healthier relationships. Even if that person doesn't become someone you marry, at least you're investing into something that you know you're on the same page and you can grow in. And so be really careful. You know, 
again, I want to hit this. I just feel this in my heart today. So many times we get into the wrong relationships because of insecurities, because we don't feel good enough or we're trying to fill a need or we feel like if someone sees us with somebody or somebody picks us, it's going to make us better. And you got to be careful. I think that's why so many people today are... Um, they're thirsty. And I don't mean like they want to lemonade, like they're so insecure, and they don't feel good enough. They're so thirsty to be with someone. They just want to be with someone to be with someone because they think it's going to make them feel better. And that's the worst space to be in. That's where people get like catfished and people get, you know, taken by people online. You know, I, again, I, I believe, you know, you can use different ways to meet people. I mean, I'm the down for like the organic, let's just like meet somewhere in person. That's my style. Um, but I know a lot of people do like dating apps or online is a huge way that people meet or social media. And I know that's very normal today. Um, I'm not against those things. I think you have to be really careful because there are a lot of spaces where, you know, if you're on plentyoffish.com or whatever, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of those are just sites that people use to find hookups. You have to be very realistic and be very careful but you know, you can meet people in different ways. I've had friends and people who've met people on apps and they're like, we have great relationships. So I'm not saying none of those things are possible. You just have to be really careful when you meet someone online that at some point there is a actual physical, like I can see you and valid validate that you are the person that you say online, because there are so many people today talking to people online, having conversations with people and they've never met them. They've never had a real face to face with them. They've never like FaceTime them. Um, and then they find out down the road, it's not even the person they thought it was. That stuff happens all the time. Like some of you are like, no, we just seen that on MTV. No, I'm telling you me, even me, I've had so many conversations with, um, girls specifically who were like, oh my gosh, I was talking to this person and I found out it wasn't even who the, the photo was. That wasn't even them. And then they were asking me to send them money because um, they were going through a hard time. And then they ghosted me and I'm like, go back to the beginning. And I'm like, did you ever have a real conversation with them like over the phone or FaceTime or video? No, um, their video camera is not working right now. Or they're in a place where like there's their cell phones down. So they don't have a bad connection. That is a lie. Like I'm just going to say it right now. It, it, at some point, even if you meet someone on social media or an app or something, you need to have a face to face meetup in some way, whether that's FaceTime or video call, or you actually meet them eventually. Because at the end of the day, people can lie online. They do it all the time. They actually say statistically, um, I remember I read this the other day, eight out of 10 people lie on their dating profile, which means they want the best version of themselves to look like it's out there. So they literally fabricate, they lie, they make stuff up to make people want them. They also put the best photo of themselves or some of them put photos that are not even of them, right? Like it's this beautiful, like hot looking guy and it's really like some 78 year old man from a whole other country. And there's no way for you to know who you're actually talking to unless there's some kind of real connection. And so again, I don't want you to just meet someone online and then go meet them in person because they could be a psycho killer, right? Let's have wisdom. Let's always remember, like, especially if you're meeting someone you've never met, like maybe have a accountability person or someone who goes with you, like, let's just be safe because there are crazies out there. But again, like have a phone call or say, hey, let's FaceTime sometime or hey, let's, you know, Zoom call. People need to be able to see face to face. If you cannot see them and they're giving you this crap of like, my camera doesn't work or I just can't talk right now because I'm at work. And then no, that's already that's already a red flag right there. You need to be like, absolutely not. And if you are continuing to feed into that, it's because there's some insecurity in you that wants to be with someone so bad, you're willing to put up with something that even you know something's a little off, but you'll keep going because they're probably saying the right things to you 
talking to you late at night, you know, making you feel seen, and you don't even know who that person is behind the screen. So please let me caution you on that. Be so careful that you get some reality of who that person is. Now, if you met someone online, and let's say you've talked for a while, and you get to that place where you are going to meet, or you have some video calls, and you know they're real, then you can begin to pursue that. But I just, it breaks my heart seeing how many people get taken advantage of. And especially if they ask you for money, the answer is no. The answer is not maybe, let me think about it, maybe, or no. The answer is no. Um, you don't need to be giving nobody money. You're, you're not married to them. It is not your job to support them. You, if you get to know somebody, even if it's online, they can figure that out on their own. You don't need to be sending them no money. Like, no, let's just end that right there. Um, that's not healthy. And people shouldn't be asking you for something when they're not even really in a committed something with you and have never met you in person. So um, don't be misled. But why does that happen? It's because people are insecure. It's because people are thirsty. It's because people want to be with somebody so bad. And if the wrong person can tell you the right things, it feeds that insecurity. And you think, but they see me and they understand me. And we talk for six hours every night. And I feel like they just see me like nobody else said, no, that's not even the person. You can't even see them. (laughs) You've never even seen them. And you don't even know who you're talking to. Like I remember even watching one um, I think it was online. I, lo- I love that show, Sister Wives, and you know, no judgment or hate to anybody. I'm just saying, like, I love that show, Sister Wives. And I remember there was even like one where I, I love just like understanding why people would even want to do stuff in relationships. Like the whole, the way your brain works is very um, fascinating to me. And I remember there was like one where like one of the wives, she got like catfish. Like she was kind of in an insecure season where she wasn't really connecting with the main the main husband, the one husband, there's like, I think there's like four wives and one husband. And, um, you know, she wound up talking to someone online and she was kind of like, I felt bad, but I kind of got drawn in. And she thought she was talking to this dude and basically like having this like emotional affair over the internet. And she found out later it was like some older lady from like a whole other state that was just talking to her and like lying to her. And she was doing it to a bunch of other people. That kind of stuff happens all the time. And she's over here, like he understands me and he sees me and he validates me. Like there's some chick sitting in like a chair, just talking to you from the other computer from another state. And that's not even reality. So please be so careful that you don't allow someone to feed an insecurity and have access to you and then wound you and hurt you because you're so hungry. You're so thirsty to be with somebody. Come on, we got to begin to be better than that. Like I understand again, I've been in insecurity. I've been in those places. I remember in high school, I would sit at my desk and put my hoodie over my head and try to like kind of hide my face on my desk because I didn't want anyone to see me because I felt like everybody was staring and my hair wasn't good enough and somebody else was skinnier and somebody else was prettier. And like, I would have these moments where like insecure would like eat me alive. And it took some, it took some work. It took Jesus. It took me going away on a trip and like God really doing some stuff in my heart for me to really get free from that. But I know those feelings are real. I'm not here to shame anyone or be like, you're so dumb for being insecure. Like I've been there. But I also remember in those moments that there were times that the wrong people showed me attention and I even gave ear to it because I was like, oh, but this person makes me feel good and it fills in the gaps. It's just such an unhealthy place to be in because then when you're looking for someone to fill a need for you, anybody can fill that need. And as long as they fill it, you'll give them an opportunity. And usually it's that wrong person. And I've seen that in so many dating relationships where somebody is tired of being alone. Someone is tired of not having a boyfriend or girlfriend. Someone is tired of not feeling cool because they don't have someone to go to parties with or, you know, go to events with, or, you know, there's just that moment of, I want to post something on Valentine's Day or I want to post something with my boo. And so because there's such a desire to have that, then out of that insecurity, they will take someone who, again, is not the right person for them, but showed them the right attention. And then they'll get into something that's super unhealthy, which doesn't wind up working out. And then when that person leaves, it just 
kicks your insecurity into overdrive because now the very person you felt like could see you um, doesn't want you. And so now you're even lower than when you started. Instead of just going, hey, I'm not perfect and I'm working through some things, but I need to get more secure in who I am. I can't just be with someone to fill that. Listen, somebody else cannot give you joy. Somebody else cannot make you happy and fill all your needs. Yes, someone else can make you laugh and add to your life and make you better or maybe encourage you to be better, but you have to figure out how to be whole all by yourself. You need to be able to stand at the end of the day and go, I'm not perfect, but this is me and I'm learning to love me and I'm enough. And anybody else who comes into my life is an addition, is a bonus, is an extra extra star on the five stars. I already am five. He's like a six star. She's a six star, right? It cannot be someone shouldn't complete you. You should feel complete all on your own. And I know that's hard. I was like crud. I was probably like 20s, mid 20s. Um, still working through some insecurities. And it took a while for me to come into that place where I was like, no, I don't need nobody else. I can stand on my own. And when the right person comes, that's great. It took me a while to get there. But but let me just encourage you, you can get there. And it's important that you do because the enemy even knows how to hit you in your weak points and how to send the wrong person into your life that can destroy your life. And if you're not in a good space and you open that door, man, you're going to wind up having so much hurt and so much pain. And I want to just save you from that to not even have to go through that. And then maybe you're in a whole different boat today. Maybe you're like, Clint, I'm already in a relationship and I'm doing great and I'm thriving and I love it and I feel happy and I am working on my security, but I'm in a good boat. But again, let's ask those questions. Is that person healthy for you? Is that person making you better? Does that person align with your core values and your belief system? Is that person someone that at the end of the day, you could even eventually see yourself with? And if it's not, you need to be a big girl or a big boy and go, this isn't healthy for me. You know, God wants you to have fun. He wants you to enjoy life. Like I think as Christians, sometimes we think, well, I can't be with anybody or I can't do that because that's just worldly. No, dating is not something that's a sin. Like we're allowed to date. We're allowed to get to know people. We're allowed to pursue someone just like we do friends. You have to get to know people in order to know if you want them in your circle. That's a part of life. But how we go about that and who we allow in our spaces is so important because who you hang around with and who you date has a big effect on who you are. It affects the way you talk. It affects the sometimes even the way that you feel about life. Like that person begins to have a big influence on you. And so we have to be so careful that we guard those things. And so I want to kind of close with this. Again, figure out who you are. Find that security. If you're a little bit older and you're in that space, maybe you're even in high school, is this person somebody that I could eventually, not tomorrow, but like I could eventually, even as a maybe, if it was like down the road, see somebody that I could marry. Do they have some of those same values? Maybe you're in a relationship and you know it's not healthy. Don't stay in something just to be with someone. It's not worth it. You're wasting their time. They're wasting your time. You're putting yourself in a situation where you're going to end up hurt and probably wounded in the end. You don't need to do that. Even if you have to stand on your own for a little bit, it's okay. You're still valuable. You're still awesome. You still have so much to offer. You don't have to have somebody on your arm or show up to an event with someone to have value. You have value in yourself. So if that person is not healthy for you, get out of that. Now, again, if someone's like hurting you, if there's abuse, absolutely not. We do not tolerate things like that. There is no excuse for abuse in relationships. Someone is hurting you. If someone is forcing themselves on you sexually, if someone is asking you to do things that you're not comfortable with, if someone is hitting you, absolutely not. We do not connect with people who abuse us. Abuse is never okay. It's never acceptable. It's never, it's also not your fault. I've had so many girls say, you know, man, I I was in a relationship with someone and, you know, we were, let's just say we were making out and then he wanted to do more and I kept telling him to stop and he 
kept going. No means no. Like that is not your fault. Now, granted, we we do want to be careful. We're not leading people into situations and then, you know, constantly going, well, now I'm going to stop you. Even though, even if you stop at the very last second, no still means no. As like for a minute, as, as adults, we need to be careful. We're not luring people into stuff and then going, well, I changed my mind right now because that's also not fair. But even if someone at the very last minute, let's say someone goes, yeah, I want to have sex or I want to be with you. And at the very last minute, they change their mind. No still means no. Like you do not ever have a right to take advantage of someone. And so if someone has hurt you or violated you or pushed that into a space that it shouldn't have, you need to disconnect yourself from that person that is not okay and that is not healthy. And someone who's going to do that to you now will continue to do that to you for years. And people go, oh, well, they're not really an abusive person. They just hit me this one time because they got angry. No, if they hit you, they're going to continue to hit you. I have watched so many people in so many abusive relationships. And, and if you look back, those signs were there in the dating. Those signs were there early on. They just denied them. But also don't put yourself in those situations. Don't be with someone who you see abusive tendencies. Don't see, don't be with somebody who you know is physical and has even lifted a hand to you when they got angry. Don't, don't put yourself in a situation. If you know someone is going to try to push you sexually to go somewhere you don't want to go, you show up with, you know, a dress on where your boobs are hanging out and you're kind of putting that seductive spirit out there. Like you can't do that either. We got to just begin to be grown people and go, these are red flags. Absolutely not. I'm not going to put myself out there in a wrong way. I'm not going to mislead people. But at the same point, you know, I just want to say this again, you have the right to tell someone what's okay and what's not okay for you. And abuse is never acceptable, whether that's physical, emotional, sexual, like abuse is not acceptable in relationships. And if you accept it now, you will then get into a cycle where, where the enemy will actually draw people to you who are like that. And you will constantly accept them and you'll live relationships with abuse. And God wants better for you. He, he wants you to be loved and seen and valued. And that goes for men and women. Like I've seen women who are abusive too, who get into these relationships and when they get angry, they start swinging and they start um, just going crazy. That's not acceptable either. This is not just for men, like across the board, like healthy relationships do not have abuse in them. And if you're in an abusive relationship and you don't know how to get out of it, message me. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Go message me. I will give you some tips and maybe even we'll talk about it more on a podcast. You are not stuck. You are not in a place you can't get out there. That's just not what God wants for you. And I don't ever want you to feel like you can't get out of that. But if we start from the beginning by going, I'm not going to accept those things. Those things are not healthy. We're not going to see ourselves ending up in these abusive relationships down the road where we don't belong and that God doesn't want for us. And then we're miserable. We don't know how to get out of it. So make some good decisions today. I know some of this maybe. It's a lot to process, but this is the cool thing. You're getting wisdom today. You're listening to this to decide what you're going to do for the future. If you're younger, let's be smart. Let's figure out who we are. Let's find that security. And then let's start to get to know people. And just, if you see things that aren't okay, step back. It's okay. You don't need to be with someone to be with someone. If you're a little bit older and you're in that space, where you're starting to decide if this is really someone you want to pursue, put those five things out there and stick by them. Don't be afraid to tell someone, hey, you seem like an awesome person, but you may not be the right person for me. It's okay for you to do that. And then lastly, just pray and ask God, Lord, I pray that even in my dating or in my future dating to marry, Lord, help me to pick the right people and to see people the way that you do so that I can have a relationship that's going to be healthy and blessed and really bring fulfillment because we're on the same page. I know that God's going to help us. We're all going to continue to grow together. And at the end of the day, I think a lot of us are going to begin to make some decisions that are going to help us even be happier because we're going to see it for what it is. I hope today will encourage you. We'll definitely dive more into this on another week. Have an awesome rest of your day and I'll talk to you next time.